It's time we shift our perspective on business and life and see that our businesses are the means to us living life first. Reinventing the way we go about our days as entrepreneurs, the Zero Wasted Days podcast is designed for dream makers and action takers, and also those who value going slow and savoring the moments in between. This is the essence of living a Zero Wasted Days life, and welcome to the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Acteson, a former C-level executive turned seven-figure serial entrepreneur, transformational business coach, and I love helping women entrepreneurs merge strategy, feminine energetics, and embodiment to create outside-the-box business solutions to their challenges. In each episode of the podcast, I'm going to share how to redefine how you do business and learn how it can be the means to you living life first. I'm going to share interviews with inspiring people who can help you see how worthwhile it is to keep pursuing your dreams, share heartfelt stories I know you're going to relate to, and give you ideas and strategies to keep going after your biggest dreams. I hope you find value and inspiration here, and that will keep you coming back each and every week. I have some amazing guests lined up, as well as some solo episodes planned. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. So today you have me solo here in my office, in the studio, and I have been meaning to do some more solo episodes, but I have had such an amazing lineup of guests, interviews that I have wanted to get through, and then as soon as I record them, I want to share them. So I haven't strategically been putting my solo episodes in between the guest episodes because I'm impatient and when I record something, I'm like, that was so good and I wanna share it with the world. So that's the way that it's been running at the moment, but I have had a bunch of topics that I've wanted to cover with solo episodes. So I'm actually gonna be doing that a little bit more over the next couple of months. It happens to also fall in the summer here. And so it's a beautiful way to also share some more bite-sized episodes just with me. And when I know scheduling some guest interviews with some of my people that I have on my list is getting a little bit trickier over the summer months. So this is a beautiful way of showing you how you can actually create content, how you can run your business and do so seasonally and let things just flow with what's going on with what you're actually creating and what you're doing in your business. But today's episode is is a bit heavy on my heart because there's been something going on over the last 24 hours in my life. And it's brought up some some kind of a, a traumatic event that happened for our family about four or five, what are we talking in 2018? We're in 2000, almost five years ago, four and a half years ago. And it's brought back to the surface this Am I living my best life? This question for myself, and I want to put it to you. Are you creating your best life? Are you living your life to the fullest? Sometimes it's a tragic event. It's a, a just an event that happens, an illness that somebody might have, something that kind of jolts you and puts a stake in the ground and stops you in your tracks and makes you really wonder and consider whether or not you're actually living your life to the fullest. And unfortunately, there was a serious event that happened with an accident with a friend of ours here in town that happened yesterday that luckily worked out for the better and the little boy that actually that the accident happened to is absolutely fine, but it could have gone a very different direction. 
This was a very similar event to what happened to my family in 2018 when Rob and the boys were in a really horrible car accident. And it's these kinds of events that stop you in your tracks and really make you wonder and consider what may have happened had life taken a very different path. And it comes back and haunts you a little bit and you replay a series of events happening in your mind and had the accident been worse or it was a terrible accident that my family was in, what had happened if we'd lost one of the boys. And your mind does this dance of what could have happened. But then you come out the other side and you go, holy moly, if life had changed on a dime, was I really living in my integrity? Was I living in my values? Was I living my best life? At the time, it was our first year in 2018, the accident that for my family happened at a time when we were living our best life. And so I remember when I reflected and thought to myself, the answer was yes, thank thankfully. It still doesn't make you consider how you can continue to live your best life and continue to create opportunities and live your life to the fullest and not sweat the small stuff to be really focused on your family and not be stressing with little things. But quite often, some of the things that it brings up and it reminds you about is you're face to face with mortality sometimes. And this can happen with a loved one or maybe even ourselves. And it really makes you come back to center and ask yourself whether you're actually living your best life. The book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, actually I talked about it in my episode with Kate Northrup, is a really great example of a book that helps you see and reflect and wonder whether or not you're actually living your best life. So this was a book that was written by an Australian lady called Bronnie Ware, and she interviewed as a palliative nurse, she interviewed people who were dying. And on their deathbeds, the five regrets that they have were that I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Now, this is a massive one. A lot of people live a life that they believe they should be living. My parents expected me to have this job, or I set this expectation for myself that I was going to be married with kids by the time I was... 30 and you find yourself at 30 or 35 and time is ticking and all of a sudden you wonder how you're living your life. Maybe you wonder, a good question for yourself at that point is whose expectations are you trying to uphold? So that's a really good reflective question for yourself as to whether or not you're living your life true to yourself or maybe that of somebody else's. The second regret was, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Now, this one obviously rings true with my mission in terms of helping people create a life first and then have a business that lets them live that life first. And so we go through our lives for what? And so when these people got to the end of their life, they just wished that they hadn't worked 50, 60 hours a week without actually truly savoring their life as they went along. The third one was that they wished that they had the courage to express their feelings. The fourth was, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends more. And the fifth one was, I wish I had let myself be happier. 
So these are all really great questions and reflective questions for yourself to ask yourself whether you are living your best life. If you ask yourself any single one of those questions, you could really go deep and see whether or not you are somebody that is living the best life so that you are really making the most out of your life and appreciating it and seeing it as a gift. So I know that so many people say to me, this is all great in kind of theory. I, I want to live my best life, but Suzanne, how do I actually do it? I've come up with a few of my own recipes or my own secrets to living a best life that I think are really relevant for all of you that you can go away and you can employ in your own lives and businesses that I'm going to share with you. First of all, you have to really care enough to want to change. So that's why often when we have a tragic event or something that happens in our life that really makes us stop in our tracks and wonder, what the hell am I doing? What is this life that I'm creating? And this is often the thing, the catalyst that makes you actually care enough. We get into kind of automatic life and we get into autopilot a lot that just keeps us going in our safe little environment that doesn't make you stop and wonder am I actually living the best life? Often it takes a startled event or something that happens to make you really wonder. But if you're listening to this and you feel like you maybe are on autopilot, then maybe it's time that you actually do sit back and, and reflect and ask yourself some of these really important questions. One of the ways that I think is a really great place to start and actually infuses itself throughout a lot of my programs is actually just ask yourself whether or not you think you're living in your values. Now, a lot of people don't even know what their values are. And so starting to actually reflect with yourself and draw out and unpack what might be your own personal values is a really great starting point to see whether or not you're actually living in them. So if you don't know what your actual values are and you haven't got them written out anywhere and you've never done this exercise, then I think it's really worthwhile doing this work because it's really important to know that the decisions that you're making on a daily basis, the way that you're operating on a daily basis, the way that you're being with your loved ones, the priorities that you have, just everything that you're doing in your life is sitting with, with in integrity with your values. And so to obviously know what your values are is key to be able to do that. I know that at many times, and it's often at a crossroads or a pinnacle event that happens, like I talked about, where you come back to ask yourself this question, am I living in my values? And one of those crossroads that I had was that I've shared here before was when I had created my first business after leaving the agency and spent a lot of time and money and energy and kind of realized that I got to a certain point a few years in that I really wasn't living in my values. And and, and it wasn't, in my case, it actually wasn't a tragic event that happened. It was a, a joyous event. It was the birth of my third son that made me really reflect and ponder, what am I doing? And I realized that I wasn't living in my values. And then that was a catalyst that started the conversations between Rob and I to go back to that seed we had planted about France and what we wanted for our lives and what we wanted for our kids. And it started that conversation off that resulted in us shutting everything down in Australia, moving across the world and moving to France ultimately. So that is the first thing I think that you should go away and do and actually get really clear about is what are your values and ask yourself, are you actually living in them?
like I said, in a lot of my programs, actually I think in all of my programs, and even in my one-on-one coaching, this is often where we start and we have this conversation. If someone knows what their values are and we can, we might d- jump through that kind of discussion quite quickly, but a lot of times people are like, no, that's kind of one of the things that's making me feel like I'm a bit out of alignment because A, I have forgotten what my values were, or B, I'm not living in them. Or see, sometimes we have, and this is one of the issues that I had when I was working in my first business, was that I knew my personal values, but my business values were a little bit disjointed. And so I was living in one way and then operating my business in another. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have this amazing, beautiful opportunity to have our business and our personal values one and the same so that my business is easy to operate because it's pretty much me making decisions on a daily basis that are true and authentic to who I am. So that's number one is figure out your values and start actually questioning and reflecting on whether or not you're living in them. Number two is an interesting one because it has to do with where you're going. And when we talk about alignment and and really living your best life, one of those things is those foundations. And two is where am I heading? What am I actually doing? And one of the things and one of the challenges with this question is that And again, this is something that I do in a lot of my programs because one of the first things we do in businesses is say, okay, what's the point here? Where am I going? What am I doing? What am I heading for? What's my mission? What am I doing here? But where am I heading? So there's many different facets of that from financially, where am I actually heading? And what are the targets that I'm going to be working towards to also what is my big dream? What am I actually trying to work towards? But one of the challenges with this is that We don't often feel safe when we start dreaming and visioning because we've been so comfortable in our on autopilot and in our lives on a daily basis. We just go about our lives to actually step out of that and get uncomfortable makes you feel unsafe. And I talk a lot about nervous system regulation inside my programs and inside my content And it's just part of what I do now. But this is one of the challenges in actually doing this work that I've discovered that people, not people have, people have, is that it's all fine to say, okay, this is what I actually want. And this is the goal. I want the $10,000 a month, or I want the 50K a month, or I just want to make, replace my corporate salary. Those are financial benchmarks, but to actually step out and say, no, I really want to change my life. And I have this massive dream. And some people can articulate that, but then to actually feel safe going after it is a whole other story. So a lot of the work that I have been starting to do with my clients over the last year, 18 months has been this nervous system regulation so that they start feeling more safe actually going after the big dream. And this has been not just instrumental, has been transformational for a lot of my clients because no longer are we just aiming for targets or working towards big dreams, but we're actually feeling safe in our bodies doing so. 
So that's number two on the how to actually live your best life is to come up with those dreams and goals and visions, but then to actually dig a little layer deeper and ask yourself and see whether or not you actually feel safe going after those and to start looking into and working on your own nervous system regulation. And this is what this whole episode is about. It's going to be coming in the next couple of months when we dive a little bit deeper into nervous system and an episode that I have planned. But just asking and having that awareness and becoming curious as to whether or not you really even feel safe in that kind of expansion of going towards that big dream, because that's often what it's all about. It's that dysregulated nervous system. It's that inability to actually expand your energetic capacity to get into that next level or to move beyond where you actually feel safe. And this is Inside Energy Code, which is one of my programs that I'm delivering live right now. For people who want to expand to that next level, we really need to work on that upper limit of what our nervous system feels safe doing and operating. And that kind of can go across so many different things from earning money to receiving money to asking for money. The whole money limit and money mindset and and how we operate in a safe zone when it comes to money is massive. Number two is that really helping you feel safe and helping your nervous system feel safe in going after those big goals and dreams. So number three is, I've talked about it a little bit before in other episodes, is around actually taking the steps towards living that best life. And one of the most useful tools is actually making your 20-year plan. So if you've missed past episodes where I've talked about the 20-year plan, I'll explain it really briefly here. This is a plan that I actually learned through my very first life coach, Shauna Kennedy in Melbourne. And Shauna teaches this 20-year plan, which is, has, and she's written a couple of books actually, and I know that the 20-year plan is inside those books, but it is transformational to actually see visually what your life looks like in the next 20 years. So you take a journal, I'll show you for those that are watching the video here because I've been recording these episodes as well and putting them up on YouTube or we're slowly doing that right now, me and my team. But you take a journal and you write down inside that journal, either on one page or across two pages, all of the years that are coming up. So we're in 2023, you write 2020, let's say 2023, 24, 25, 26, you go until 33, you go to to 2043. That's actually hard even thinking about, but you go and write out the next 20 years. Every, every year has a line, has a, leave it, leave enough space for every single year. Then across the top, if there are more people in your family than just you, if there's you, great, make a column that has your name at the top. If you have you, a partner, or just you and your kids or whoever it might be, write everybody in your household just your household, across the top. So in my family, there'll be me, there'll be Rob, Spencer, Oliver, and Charlie across the top. So it's like a grid. You have the years are down the side and you have your people across the top. Then you write in key dates for everybody in that family. You write down the easiest ones are birthdays and especially milestone birthdays. And so my next major one is when I turn 50 in 2025. And so you then you think about when your kids are turning 5, 10, 15, 20, when do they turn to be a teenager? And then you also for your kids, if you have kids, you write down the key kind of milestone dates of when they are starting school, when they are finishing, when they're finishing public school, when they're going into high school, kind of 
of key years when they might be doing their exams. So my eldest is 15. He's going into his last two years of high school here. What this starts to paint a picture of is what's happening logistically behind the scenes in your life. And then you start to say, okay, if I want to be really intentional and travel for us is a massive one. And I've talked about this before about how I love to use a birthday, my 50th as a time when I want to go on a, go on a trip, for instance, or I know I have a client who wants to take her mother from where they live overseas on a really special trip and take the, take her family as well. So that isn't just the kind of thing that you can just plan willy-nilly and say, let's do it next month or let's do it at the end of this year. It's the kind of thing that needs planning and that you need to be able to, one, I believe in the energetic plant the seed, ask for what you actually want, put it out to the universe and say, this is actually happening. Because the thing that actually does is... One, it helps you verbalize. It helps you say, I want to do this thing and I want to do this thing so much that I'm going to write it down on my on a piece of paper. What it also starts helping you do is get find courage to start talking to others about it. You might talk to your mom about that trip that you want to do, or you might talk to your husband or start saying one of the things that I, and I have, actually, I don't even have it on my, I have it on my plan, but I don't have a year for it, is that I want to climb Kilimanjaro. And I saw Sarah Lambert, who I have an episode coming up with on the podcast, talk about this in her stories. And she talked about having climbed Kilimanjaro. And I was like, yes, that's on my plan. But when is that actually happening for me? So it helps make your dreams real. It helps you start talking about them. And just through the fact of me having that on my plan, having Sarah on the on the podcast, starting to think about Kilimanjaro, when am I going to do that? It brings it into consciousness. It brings it from just being a thing that I just want to do. And it brings it to the surface. And it says, how do I actually make this a reality? And then start to actually take actions towards that goal. I really encourage you to try to do the 20 year plan. It is also really important to keep revisiting it every two to three years. You don't need to like live and die by it and be looking at it like every day. Because when I sometimes say that to people about a 20 year plan, they're like, oh my gosh, Suzanne, I don't even know what's happening like this month, let alone in 20 years. But it's actually, I find it easier to mark those things down because you're like, of course I can make that happen in three years. And then you start to think about, when you're sitting in the car or having a shower, you think about, well, how can I make that happen? Maybe if I put X number of dollars away, that's going to help me get there. Or I need to talk to my mom or I need to do this thing. Or I need to just at least tell my partner that this is a dream, that this is what I want to do. Whatever it might be, plant those seeds. Put them into, from out of your subconscious or out of that, the, your head and down onto paper. And it makes it A, energetically a thing. It brings it out of your subconscious into your conscious mind, and it helps you start taking actions towards those goals. So that's the number two thing. So start making an actual plan. Number four is about really starting to be super intentional about kind of everything that you're doing. And I really want you to think about your life and how you might be showing up on autopilot. What are the things that you're doing 
just today that might just be on autopilot. They say that, oh, I think it's more than 95% of the things that we do on a daily basis happen at a subconscious level. They just happen because that's what we do. We wake up, we brush our teeth, we get the kids ready. Everything that we do is happening subconsciously. And that's why so many of our thoughts are also just happening subconsciously. And that those thoughts that you were having yesterday, that of maybe even in my scenario, those thoughts that were came flooding back in my mind around the accident were the way that I was I woke up this morning unless I took intention to actually change those thoughts and really reframe them and say, no, Suzanne, you are safe. It is okay. This trauma didn't happen again. Start to do my own healing today. If I just operate on autopilot, then it's very possible that I will wake up in that state that I went to bed in last night, which was probably a bit more fear than I would normally. So I want you to think about where you're operating on autopilot. Today, in the week, this month, you might say we're coming into the summer. Oh, we always do this every summer. Does it have to happen this summer? Could it not happen in a, in a bit of a different way? What are the things that you're doing personally? What are the things that you're doing as a family that you're doing on autopilot? Another really important one when we think about thoughts and thoughts and feelings and actions is what are we doing and what are you perpetuating on a daily and a weekly basis that might just be resulting in the same outcome every every time. So what are you saying yes to on a daily basis? Do you say yes to everything that you, that people ask you for or to do? What about boundaries? Are you actually saying no to things? Are you actually holding any boundaries or creating new boundaries so that you can do the things that you want to do or that so that you can spend the time on your business or spend the time on you? What are you doing so automatically and saying yes to and not creating boundaries for? that you could maybe start actually practicing in a different way to create a different outcome. There are a lot of things that are in our lives that, are, that we are just operating on in autopilot because we're conditioned that way. So the only way that we're gonna get a different outcome is to actually start to, one, become aware of them, and two, start to heal them and start to change those thoughts. Our beliefs are actually just a series of thoughts that become our beliefs. So how do we change those thoughts? How do we change those feelings? We change our actions on a daily basis so that it makes us feel a different way. When we feel a different way, we vibrate a different way, we start thinking a different way, and that changes our overall beliefs. And it's a very powerful way to change your life. So that would be number four is being super intentional about how you're behaving and asking yourself the question about where you are operating on autopilot. Now, the last one I want you to think about is about how you can, again, intentionally be more life and self first. So these are some of the things that we are working on inside Energy Code because Energy Code as my program is actually helping you dive into some a lot of this conditioning and a lot of these traumas and actually helping you rewire. So one is becoming aware and, and awareness is that first stage and, and resetting and going, okay, this is me. This is uncovering and peeling back and unpacking what's going on behaviorally and at a thought level and how am I operating that is obviously impacting my life and my business. Really becoming aware as a first port of call is super key. And then seeing how you can 
start to heal and start to release some of the things that you are traumas and conditioning that you are carrying around that are impacting your behaviors and then learning the different tools on how to recharge and how to actually start actually behaving differently and having tools to heal and having tools to regulate and change change the trajectory of your life and your business by getting to the root cause and rewiring your subconscious and rewiring your nervous system. So helping you be more life first and self first is one of the ways that we actually do this. And it's really important to bring intention to your priorities and to what you're doing to live life first as a family unit. How are you operating this summer, like I said earlier, that you could change and say, you know what, we've always done this, or why do we need to, maybe it's about trips, maybe it's about, you know, set a different schedule so that you could have one or two days in the week. For me, during the year, I have Wednesday and Friday off for different reasons. I have Friday for myself and Wednesday is largely for the kids because they don't have school. And so I look at our calendar and our schedule and I can say, I need to be life first in the summer because this is life. How many more summers do I have with my kids? And changing things around a little bit to be able to fit that and not just say, I have to do 25 hours of work every week and and this is the way that it's gonna be and my kids are gonna sit on screens for all of those days or I'm gonna farm them off or whatever. I, my, my, I adjust things seasonally so that I can look at my summer and be very life first. The other really important thing, which is the module one inside energy code is about being self first. So one of the biggest challenges that women have is that they put others before themselves. And it's again, it's a conditioning that we as nurturers, it's in our DNA, but it's sometimes at the sacrifice of ourselves and we have to relearn how to put ourselves first. And it's impossible to change your energetic calibration and frequency to that of abundance and attracting things into you personally if you are vibrating at a level where all you're doing is giving to others in order to be able to receive what you want personally you need to be able to raise your frequency and raise your vibration and the only way to do that is actually to become self-first focused and this is really hard work to do with women but it is it shifts fast and to be given permission and to be held accountable inside a program is really powerful because it's okay, here's my homework. Here's what I have to actually do. And the, the transformation is incredible. As soon as I give permission, as soon as I give the ideas to somebody, they're like, okay, I'm going to go off this week and I'm going to make myself a priority and I'm going to do these things. And it's phenomenal to see what actually shifts and what actually happens at a cellular level when women start actually doing this for themselves. So this is all about self-first embodiment. Now embodiment is all about us behaving and acting in, in the highest frequency, acting in our desires. So if we want to make a certain amount of money, if we wanna have the dream life and we say, hey, well, when I actually get there, when I have my dream life, I'm going to take time to go to the market on a Thursday. I'm gonna take time to spend with my family in the summer. I'm gonna take time to do this. I'm gonna spend money on that. How can you actually encapsulate the feeling of what you want and start behaving like that now? So learning how to do that is learning how to practice life-first embodiment and self-first embodiment so that you're not waiting for the day that when you get there, 
that you're going to start doing that, you actually start behaving like that now. So that you start behaving in a self-first way. You start behaving in a life-first way. And what that does is that it does absolutely change your frequency to be able to attract the thing that you want because you start actually today operating at that vibration and at that frequency. Then to pair that together with your strategy in your business and things start to flow, things start to to move and you start to attract things into your business with your simple strategy that you've always executed, but with so much more ease. So those are my five things that I wanted to talk about today in how you can actually start to create your best life, live your life to the fullest, and really create a life with zero wasted days. Now, the last story that I'm going to actually leave you with, which is around this whole premise of really not sweating the small stuff, is a story of my grandmother, my nanny. She was Dutch and she was stubborn as ever, but she said, to my family and to me, and this is something that's always stuck to me, is she said, Suzanne, you never go to bed angry. So this is something that has uh, that I want to share with you because it's something that I have really tried to practice in not sweating the small stuff. And sure, there are days when you might have an argument with your husband or you might be a bit stewing about something that's happened in the day. Make sure that you're not taking that to sleep. You're not taking that into your subconscious to sit and stew on all. If you want to live your best life, make sure you don't go to bed angry and you are forgiving the person next to you. You're forgiving yourself. You're meditating at night to bring yourself back to neutral. And you're really thinking about how you are behaving and what's happening at that subconscious level when you are restoring your energy and your vibration in your sleep. So I hope that was useful for you today. I hope that was inspiring. I hope that was empowering. And I would love you guys to let me know if any of this was relevant for you and whether or not you've actually taken any of these things into practice and put them into play in your life and in your business. I Every single week I say this, but I really appreciate when you can go online and rate and review the podcast. This helps me be able to get my message out there. And it's such a power win. And that's the thing with having guest episodes is you get to share in the audience that that person also has. But I also have you guys as an audience and I would love you to jump onto Apple Podcast or onto Spotify or no matter where you're actually listening to this. And please leave me a review. It would just be a gift for me. And to know that what I'm sharing with the world is also landing with you. And if you've left one already, then share it with me on Instagram and make sure to tag me. You can tag me at Suzanne Actison, or you can also tag at Zero Wasted Days. Okie doke. I shall see you guys the next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.